Hello, we here at the Smoke Break do not condone the use of drugs. Please stay safe. Ready? Yeah. Welcome. Uh, this is the third episode of the Smoke Break. The Smoke Break. The Smoke Break. Is it the Smoke Break or is it just Smoke Break? I think you've got to search the I put break. the Smoke Break in there because I just think that sounds better. Yeah. Sounds more catchy. Yeah, but Mark Zuckerberg. What about Mark? Doesn't like thes. You know, for a second, I heard Mark Wahlberg, and I was really confused, and I was like, why the fuck doesn't Mark Wahlberg like the? Yeah, why the fuck does Mark <laughs> And I just Ruffalo pictured, like, like, the? Like, <laughs> like an interview where he but talks anyway, about it. Uh, I'm Steven. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. My name is Ernest. You got Ernest. Uh, I'm... That's Chris. I'm Chris. Jesus. That's Chris. Makes everything difficult. Yeah, every pulling teeth every fucking day with this kid. <laughs> yeah, for real. We uh, we don't really. We started off our first episode right. We had a little bit of a plan. We were gonna go into some of this drug news stuff, kind of riff on that a little bit. And at this point, like I don't even think we're really like. If you're listening to this, if this, this point, is your fault. Yeah. Don't fucking come at me with this I didn't learn anything bullshit. You have a computer too and an internet connection and I know that because you can hear my fucking voice. What if it's a smartphone, huh? I don't know if we should be insulting our listeners. I'm not. I'm not insulting our listeners. I'm insulting one specific listener who's listening right now going, This isn't what I wanted. This is free. Fuck you. Anyways, so we're going to go ahead and just jump into... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before wait. you jump into anything, I do want to touch on a, a drug story that I heard over the weekend. Um, is this good? This is the hot scoop with Steven Tipler. Wow! Okay. So, a few, a couple weeks, like, I'd say a week and a half ago, I read an article about some... Some police that went to arrest a man at his drug de- like his drug den house. Yeah. And they were attacked by a squirrel. And they'd said that the man had been feeding a squirrel drugs, methamphetamines, to make it aggressive and make it an attack squirrel. Right? So this man eventually escaped police custody and he, he be, like went on the run. And uh, the, the newspaper that like published this story got a call from him while he was on the run to say that I rescued that baby squirrel when it was a baby and I would never feed it meth. And it, I take a ton of good care of that squirrel. I swear to God we covered this. No, no, that was the ferret. Okay, and why are we constantly... Is, should, we, should we just call this uh, fucking rodent lovers? Yeah. Is that the name of this I'm, podcast? I'm okay with it. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get in between your fight, mom and dad. Why'd you say mom first? You I, fucking like her better? I'm, I'm done with this. I'm going to go to grandma's I house. I can smell the fear <laughs> on you. I'm going to grandma's What did house. I tell you about sweating out those pussy vibes? Um. Keep that inside. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't need any of your shit, um, dad. I guess. What's up, Steve? Uh, what do you got? I am looking at the... Um, Just a nice glass of coffee. The drug news, uh, but because a new story 
came out about a podcast recently that talks about drugs. Now, when I Google my old search string, that's the only thing that pops up. I love drinking, and it's to a point to where even though I'm not drinking alcohol, I drink it like it's alcohol, and I do it with coffee, and I am constantly giving myself anxiety. Uh, I didn't sleep at all last night. I stayed up until the sun rose, and then I was like, well, I'm already up. And then I made a pot of coffee, and I drank it all in an hour. And and then I was exhausted, but I couldn't go to bed because I was pumped full of caffeine. And I was just wondering, um, do you guys do anything like that? Um, Well, let's see. Do you have any compulsive, like... Before I started drinking, I could not, like, my family knew me as the kid who could not hold a drink. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you'd, you'd hand me, like, a, like a, like a can of You don't of soda. have to explain. We know what you yeah, look yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be gone within the first, like, 30 seconds of yeah. having it. Um, so that did not help when I got into drinking, because within the first, like, minute of getting a drink, I'd be like, okay, now time to go to the bar and get another one. <laughs> um, and that's, it's like, at least, like, I had a little bit more restraint when it was, like, you know, weed or something else like that. Well, I feel like that's just because it's harder to do. When you're drinking, you literally just have to have a container of it and put it to your mouth. Anytime you try to smoke something, now there's a lighter operation piece, there's moving parts with some kind of smoking device. Like, like here's a case in point, when my buddy got a vape pen, um, we would play Call of Duty and uh, at the end of every round, we would just take huge fucking vape rips. Because we weren't busy trying not to die in the BGO game. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's the same kind of... Like, mental... State? Compulsion? But it's just the mechanics are a little harder? I get that. I get that. Um, also, it's just like, once you take a bong rip, you're out for like two minutes at least. While you oh, learn I mean, how to breathe again. If you're a little bitch. If you're not... Well, okay. <laughs> wow. We just went from like, hey, let's have a decent conversation about about substance abuse to now we're glorifying it. Yeah, now we're, now we're going, <laughs> well, we'll don't breathe out. What did I say? Don't breathe out. I will fucking sock you well, in the face. You, you, I'm sorry. You wanna you went in on me on being like, oh, you're pussy vibes. Dude, don't so apologize for attacking me. Are you <laughs> fucking serious right now? If you're just gonna fucking throw me under the bus, do it with some gusto and some goddamn bass in your voice. Hey, um... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go to this fucking thing. This is oh, I didn't, I didn't finish my my story. About well, the you didn't really. Okay, you got y'all interjected because it's dumb. Uh, well, That's hold on. Boring. First of all, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to tell you this story now. Good. <clears throat> so, oh, uh, last episode <laughs> we we touched base on early drug treatments. You know, spanning back to like the early eighteen hundreds and on. And uh, just from this fucking page that writes articles about shit. <clears throat> and then we got like two paragraphs into it. And then the whole episode just fucking took its own yeah, uh, like path. Derailed. And then so we're going to come derailed. back to what was the original planned content. And pick up where we left off. Or where I think we left off. And uh, so this is, pertains to the 1800s. And this is early criminalization of addiction and negative effects on treatments. We had just gone over like... Treatments back then, they gave them shock therapy or, gold or fucking, yeah, gold alchemy potions and shit. And um, so this next one uh, says, During the mid to late 1800s, cocaine chloral hydrate 
What the fuck is that? It's cocaine. Is it? Yeah. Chloroform? People were just doing chloroform, I guess. Take a fat fucking rag of chloroform and just... And cannabis became widely prescribed and used, and addictions to these drugs, as well as to opioids, grew. Society as a whole may have looked the other way and felt since the large majority of those addicted to these narcotic drugs were upper-class white women and therefore were not a threat to society. They're drug addicts. <laughs> they're, they're just like, yeah, my wife's addicted to fucking clonazepam, but she just watches the kids and tries to clean the house. So really, who's fucking getting hurt? I, I, she only tried it around the kids once. So I don't think she's <laughs> gonna do it again. I think we're even okay. even when she is in the mood to beat the kids around, her hands are so fucking soft, and she's so out of it. She can't land a fucking decent punch. Things began to change, however, as the United States became more of an international power and drug abuse internally became less acceptable to the outside world. So I guess basically everybody else was like, yeah, drugs are bad and America didn't care. But then now we're like building the Panama Canal. Now we need to now we need to crack down on this shit. On what, China? No, no, no drugs. Well, yeah, obviously. But I think I think it's less of a crackdown on drugs and more of a we need to impart knowledge upon like the children, I think we've heard. Something what a about Chinese this. way to say that! Physicians oh. were also beginning to understand the potential <laughs> dangers of drug abuse and addiction. The change in the population and change in the population of individuals addicted to drugs may have forced the hand of the government to enact legislation controlling the prescription, sale, and abuse of narcotics. Public perception began to change as drugs increasingly found their way into urban, poor, and minority populations. Society perpetuated the idea that drugs were the cause of many criminal acts, including rape, committed by this demographic and cited drug abuse as one of the main reasons. Uh, what a weird defense plea. Like, why'd you... Wait, why'd, what'd they say about the rapes? Uh, basically, that they were cited as the cause of many criminal acts including rape so baby like why'd you rape this poor girl and he'd be like he was like i was on opium he's like uh, my friend gave me a key bump of coke and just felt I've like just i just always yeah. wanted to rape somebody and so i'm just gonna use this as a defense plea that's that's ridiculous that's my assumption that's what i would do i yeah that's um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna, anyways we're gonna save just, that for later we're in, gonna isolate that we're gonna cut that out right jamie <laughs> In concern for the safety of women and children and the growing domestic drug and narcotic drug problem, politicians may have taken notice. What a fucking vague thing to say. Politicians may have taken notice. Sorry, I'm yelling. And he yeah, has yeah, you're super lit. Super loud. Sorry, dude. Super lit dog. Just a glass <laughs> of coffee, bro. In 1914, the Harrison Act was passed, which regulated the importation, sale, and even prescription of narcotics. Physicians were no longer allowed to prescribe opioids for maintenance purposes. I'm assuming it's like I'm a mood stabilizer. Well, I, I think just maintenance is just, well, I've been giving it to them so long. And they, mm. so, like, they knew that, that they were sense. addicted. And they're like, cash money. Yeah. Um, Where the coffee mugs at? Just get a glass. Physicians were no longer well, allowed to prescribe, cup. blah, blah, blah. Coffee and pot. individuals addicted to these drugs may have been left to withdraw painfully on their own or commit criminal acts to try to obtain these drugs illegally. So the classic case of you get prescri- prescribed an uh, opioid and then you get your prescription gets bounced because you're already addicted and now you got to go suck dick. Yeah, and get some heroin. Classic. Yeah. Don- I, I'm, I'm still, like, like, caught up on this whole, like their perceived notion of like how much of 
of their crime problem is attributed to like the drugs. Right. Yeah. See, I don't believe. I don't know if I buy that either. Yeah. Because Do you I smoke this creamer. No. Do you have creamer? I got powder. Hey, creamer. son. Do you mind? Sorry. <laughs> We're in the middle of something. Go get your coffee. You can figure it out. Um, but it, yeah, it's kind of crazy to me to think that like. I almost don't believe that. Yeah. I feel like that's inaccurate because up until like. 2010 honestly early 2000s it was pretty much if you were a drug user you just did crime and it wasn't because you were a drug user and were an addict it was just because you were a bad person or you were morally corrupt and you needed jesus like that's been like a long-standing theme is like oh these people need uh they're morally bankrupt yeah they're they're people of bad character there was like there's evil people basically and it's like oh that guy you know went into a drugstore and he took all a bunch of syringes and some prescriptions and they're like well you know it's not because he's trying to get a fix it's because he's an evil piece of shit i think too like a lot of like like this this might seem pretty obvious to us but like the type of crime committed depending on that crime like if you're talking about like sexual assaults and, right. and things like that, like probably not a drug addict doing right. that because most of the time they don't give a shit about their dick. Like right. it's just like, yeah, like whatever. I want to get high, right? You know, like. But then again, I also don't know like statistics about like how that shit's reported. Me neither. That is. But okay, I mean, so like, you look can, at opiates. For can example. we? Can we? Can we Google what percentage of rapes were committed while the or sexual assaults? Uh, were committed while the person was on a, a narcotic or intoxicated in some way. And also, if there is a statistic on that, how the fuck do they get... Like, who's going to be honest about that? You know, I feel like that data would be tainted. Uh, I see substance use and sexual violence... Uh, That's an album cover. ...by Pennsylvania Coalition Against... It's a weird name for a band. Something. Uh... It's literally just saying, like, consuming drugs or alcohol may make you a victim. Huh. Which is, I mean... Wait, make you a victim? Yeah. They're not even saying if you get... If you use drugs, you might do something terrible to somebody. It's like, if you do drugs, somebody might do something terrible well, yeah, to you. I mean, think about, like... Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's like, you know, college kids at parties and things right. like that. You know, it's like, you know, sexual violence can happen to anyone regardless of age, race, income level, yada, yada. You just don't get fucked up around people you don't know kind of thing. Right. So, but, yeah. Doctors were also arrested for prescribing opioids if they were not deemed medically necessary, and physicians were no longer able to treat those addicted to opioids with maintenance doses out of their offices directly. So, yeah, what you were saying is, like, spot on. Yeah. I I imagine, too, that a lot of the doctors back then were probably taking a lot of their own shit. Like, they were giving themselves, like, cocaine. Like, because yeah, I mean, why would you not? Yeah, if it's not illegal, and these and, and you're a doctor, you yeah. know, back then it's like, oh, doctors are like untouchable. Yeah, they're upstanding citizens. Like, if you can't be a doctor if you're a piece of shit, everyone yeah. knows that. And if you're prescribing heroin to, to like housewives in the right. you know 1880s, like in your mind, like that, it's not something bad to do. Right. You know, like I, like the demonization I think of heroin is only the last very recent. You know. 80, 90, 100 years of American history. Mm-hmm. Like, opium, I think, itself was, like, prior to heroin, like, 
like that was the big thing and i think if you if you if you were to say like oh heroin comes from opium people would be like oh shit that must be bad stuff right. but because because they it had a separate that name way. right and yeah. why would they they're trying to sell it yeah I mean, and then like yeah corporations yada 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 bear right. yada 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 big pharma flat earth yeah yep Prohibition in the 1920s sought to remove alcohol and mind-altering substances from society overall. <clears throat> Although this was found to be ineffective and the laws were repealed by the early 1930s, during this time period, community clinics that had been the go-to for individuals battling opioid or narcotic addiction were shut down. So I guess they didn't actually have, like, get-well clinics, basically, kind of seems like. They had get-well, yeah, I'm, I could see that. Because earlier it said they weren't allowed to uh, give them maintenance do- doses out of their office directly, which kind of suggests that that was a, a thing. Yeah. You know, your it doctor, probably was. Yeah. Your doctor's like, yeah, you can't, you're not prescribed this anymore. He's like, well, I really fucking need it. And he's like, well, I'll give you a little bit. Well, I think, I think too, that like, uh, um, just like the fact that, I don't know, I, I forgot what I was going to say about it, but keep going. Okay. Ambulatory opioid addiction treatment, uh, I don't know why ambulatory is in per, er, quotation marks, as well as the new specialty of addiction science, was all but wiped out for several years, and many suffering from addiction ended up in prison instead of getting the help that they needed. So, mm, thanks FBI, thanks Hoover, I don't know. Yeah. Shift to medical and supportive treatment, a new hope. It doesn't say that. What uh? What year? Between 1924 and 1935, those battling addiction to narcotic drugs may not have had many resources unless they belonged to the upper class of society and could afford the new private hospitals' detoxification services. So the upper class. I mean, that was during the Great Depression. Right. So, like, that's like... Twelve people. <laughs> yeah, twelve people in the U.S. You know? In 1929, in the face of extreme federal prison overcrowding and no real answers for addiction treatment, the Porter Act was passed that mandated the formation of two narcotics farms to be run by the United States Public Health Service. Oh, this is going to end great. In yeah, 1935, sounds, sounds real good. In 1935, one such prison hospital providing addiction treatment for prisoners or those voluntarily seeking services opened in Lexington, Kentucky, prime fucking real estate, while the second opened in Fort Worth, Texas in 1938. Up until the late 1950s, these two farms provided the majority of addiction treatment services in the United States. So I'm assuming it's basically the only rehab centers. Like, the, yeah, first treatment centers, rehab centers. Right. Which is, like, just putting people, putting a bunch of, like, drug addicts together. Right. Into, in, like, a concentrated area of other drug addicts. Just, like, I mean, from personal experience... Like, I've met a lot of people who who went to treatment and then came back to treatment with more friends to do drugs with. Right. So. Yeah. Like, yeah Assuming really they, because, you know, when you whenever you start something, the first draft is always yeah. got a lot of kinks in it. And so this is the first draft of that. And there's only two of them. You know, they're <laughs> probably pretty overcrowded. And there's a lot of probably unsupervised time. They probably didn't have a lot of structure. Yeah. It's basically that's... just beds. And then they probably had some activities lined out for them and some fucking hot chow. Like, it... When did when did uh, NAAA kind of form? Thirties, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I want to say find out. I feel like I should. That's something. I'll, I should I'll know. Google it. I. 
When did How AA can you start? actively be working your recovery if you don't know trivial information? Uh, I am seeing a lot of. Um, so that was. 1935, AA. Akron, Ohio. What about NA? AA. Alcoholics Anonymous was founded in 1935. So that kind of makes sense because there is just the one place, right? The two places yeah. in America. Um, Nineteen fifty-three. So, so that took Anonymous. like another fifteen years before any like because before before they overlapped into narcotics. Basically, yeah. before that, it's all alcohol related. So, like, let's see. Um, you you probably think that the that the treatment centers would not be helping because it's just brand new, right? And all their they're either probably like counseling and putting a bunch of addicts in one area, right? So it's kind of like mental institutions, more or less. <laughs> kind of what it sounds like, yeah. Um, Google says that Narcotics Anonymous, as of two thousand eleven. Has six point six four one million U.S. dollars in assets, like World Services. It just says Narcotics Anonymous. Oh. It has. I wonder 6. how they get that. Six four because because you put a dollar in that goddamn. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, how do they get that number? Oh, I don't know. Because that is that specifically for the World Services, or is that for what they're? Because that would be a lot of assuming. Why do they have a tax ID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess. It you can tax write offs for it. It's, uh, I don't know if it's considered a non-profit. Yeah. yeah it so is? It's a 501 c or C3 okay. or whatever. Right. Yep. It's a non-profit fellowship or society of men and women well, for whom drugs have become a major still, problem. Okay. <laughs> they <laughs> probably well played, still have well to do like taxes and stuff, right? Yeah, like you gotta at the, do at the TXs. At yeah. the higher levels of it. I'm sure you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Can you imagine being the guy whose position it is to at deal with Nautilus World Service to file taxes oh for these fucking... I'd be the last person you should have filing taxes. I bet that, you know what? I bet that's exactly what he said right before they fucking elected him to that position. Yeah. <laughs> that's typically how it goes. Now he's just scared out of his mind being like, there's too much... There's too much. I can't touch any of it. I can't be a. I can't be a scumbag. Um, they offered a three-pronged approach, including withdrawal, convos- convalescence. What is? I'm not a hundred percent sure on the meaning of that word. What's convalescence? Uh, uh, I, I guess it's, it's just the withdrawal aspect, including like withdrawal, convalescence, convalescence and then rehab. All perpetuated by medical and mental health team of experts. Treatment for addiction moved out of the community, moved out of the community-based and goodwill type facilities to a more clinical setting. So I would assume that'd be a lot like when they're referring to community-based and goodwill type facilities. A lot of like churches, and um, well, basically just churches. If I'm being completely yeah, honest, yeah, it just sounds probably. like something they would do, like the lighthouse or whatever. Yeah. And, um, Maybe like y, YMCA and YWCM, y, yeah. which are technically still like, church-based. They're Christian, they're yeah. young Christian men's association or whatever. Fucking Sieg Heil. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Same shit, you know. As a result, addiction treatment and service. Well, as a result, addiction treatment services began to shift to a more medical approach. So, late 
50 or 50s it sounds like they they start treating it not necessarily saying that it's a disease yet but treating it with more medical inclination as opposed to like you just gotta you know just good vibes only man you just gotta go out there and you gotta be good going you going jump. to their counselor you, could, you the should counselors you like lighten up a blunt yeah. being like bro you just need to calm you know down what? stop biggest stop shooting up and start lighting up bro what <laughs> are the things that i fucking hate when people like like when like I make the decision to tell somebody like oh I'm a recovering drug addict right. you know like I'm in recovery one of my biggest fucking pet peeves is people who know nothing about it of course. who just go oh just just keep yourself busy that's the best thing you can do for yourself yeah yeah and like, no. okay yeah, yeah. sure yeah I'll okay, just so keep myself I, busy I love my brothers to death right but I have one brother who is like he's drink he's a fucking normie right okay he's he's but he's also like. God's on my side, kind of, kind of guy. Yeah, like right, he's right. hardcore Christian. His addiction and manifests in religion. Well, you know, he, I, <laughs> that's what you're saying. Like, he's, he's, he's a great guy, right? Yeah, no, I'm does, not de- denying that. But uh, like whenever he talks to me, like about anything that is addictive, like alcohol, weed, and cigarettes, anything like that, it like infuriates me how much he he sits there and he's like. Well, you know, if you, like, my family is an idiot. Not not actually, but well, they do MLMs. They are... What's they, MLMs? Multi-level marketing. marketing. And they, like, what? like essential oils and bullshit. Oh, shit. Like, they They're just do broke. that sometime, right? <laughs> okay. It's the worst. But, like, none of them have ever gone, like, hard into it. Right? Mm. Right? And he'd say stupid shit, like, oh, this, this product from this MLM oh, and I'm sitting fuck. there like Billy <laughs> I love you to death but I'm not gonna but rub I'm it I'm going up. to punch you in the face <laughs> if you say that your MLM is going to help me stop smoking yeah I am not gonna rub your your peppermint oil behind my ear to to relieve my stress and anxiety over and smoking. it's like people people take these like stupid like people who don't understand addiction right, right. they get the basics of it the absolute basics of like sometimes like your genetics kind of push you more right. towards being addicted or stuff, and then they use that like they fucking know what they're talking right. about. Everybody's like, they've a been through it, right? And it's like sitting there like, okay, you you think you understand? You go fucking do coke. Oh my god! Shit, you go get high for <laughs> oh five god. years straight yeah. and, and tell me, me it's easy. Yeah. I'm gonna give you this phone number. You're gonna call him. Here's two hundred bucks. Buy everything you can, and I'll see you in a fucking year. You piece of shit. Not Seriously. like not actually. <laughs> like, like but that's him. like the shit that goes through my head, oh, yeah. right? Like Absolutely. I'm like, you don't fucking understand, and I well, barely understand. Think, like I can't understand how one other well, person. Honestly, going one of the in, one of the biggest things that you learn like coming in is like that. Like I don't really get it. You know? Yeah. Like the finally yeah. just being able to be like, I don't really know what the fuck is going on in here. But the obvious, and then the normies. You know that who have watched any movies that pertain to addiction yeah. at all, or same thing with depression, same thing with anything. Really. I think they suddenly understand it all. Exactly. And and it, the fucked up part about movies is it always portrays it as like like some they some romanticize man, it some man or yes. woman shows up yes. and saves the guy or girl yep. from their life of addiction. And or the, the end of the movie is yeah. codependency. Yeah. There's there's always something there. To Somebody save to the pull addict. them out, and they yeah. just happen to have fucking abs. Yeah. It's it's so ridiculous, but. But you like you're pointing out something really interesting is like like your your brother for example how 
how he gets involved in these like multi-level marketing schemes. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad they don't do that as much as they used to. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, it's still like like what are they trying to achieve by this? Right. Like what are what are they getting into? Now, I've always wondered that too because it seems like it goes beyond money because you talk to these people, it's, everybody knows somebody who's involved in fucking mm-hmm. MLM, right? Yeah. And you talk to them and they like they are convincing. I don't know that if they're their pulling. their product is yes, going to save they, the world. They really do believe in it, and it's like, are you in a cult? Well, I think it's. I think it's a little something about the fact that you've invested a large quantity of you, money you, into you, this. Like you so can't. You have, you have to, to rationalize it. Yeah. that it works. Uh, you can't. You can't sleep at night if you know <laughs> that you're paying your rent, selling garbage to people. Yeah. And they'll find those like one, two, three videos on the internet. They're like. <laughs> This chat's gonna save your life, yeah. bro. Ty this- Lopez here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knowledge. <laughs> uh, but like, Just read a book a day. Yeah. Fixes everything. Well, you know what? It's, it's, the, it's the concept of, like, you root through through 99 studies that tell you that you're wrong about it to find mm-hmm. the one that says you you're are right, right. And you fucking tape it to the fridge. Yeah, and you put it on the fridge, you, and every time your friends come over, you go, see, I was right about all these yeah. oils. Look at all this, pe- this fucking I, special peppermint research they did. It's like, I they believe the that it'll cure cancer, or, like, that you'll have such a less, like, what's the word? likelihood of getting cancer or other diseases and that it's going to strengthen your immune system and that it's going to make you happier it's going to cure your depression how about devil's advocate hit it if you believe it works and you feel like it works does it work what's wrong in convincing other people that it works Um, well here's the thing my if you can convince somebody and they get that placebo effect too and they're like this really works for me I think that that's fine. But the problem is is that 90% of the people you talk to well, are just like, shut the fuck up. This is a cancer, though. That's another problem. Also, let's not convince <laughs> people oils are curing cancers. Yeah, let's not do that. Um, but the one thing about those is they're usually hella fucking expensive. Right. Like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Every MLM is going to be like, here's this, like... $300 vial. for a tincture bottle this yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. And, like, then you... You go over and you're like, you should buy this, right? And then you can be part of my my group, uh, and then you can sell it to somebody else. And that's like, I'm not gonna lie. There's so much shit that's can like, what's the word? Predatory as fuck. Yeah, and also like, people will throw money at that, being like, maybe I'll get it back out of desperation. It. Yeah, or maybe I'll I'll have a group to feel like I belong. Or a lot of times, and they you always hear this. Oh, I've Every car salesman I fucking meet, and for some reason I've met a lot of them. They yeah. always, bro, it's not about the car, it's about your presentation. It's, it's like they're selling themselves, basically. And I feel like a lot of that ties into like selling these MLMs. It's like you just be such a nice and upbeat and happy person that people look at you and they're like, oh, I want to be associated. I want a fucking connection to this. And so they I, invest in the fucking product, the, not even necessarily even necessarily believing in the product, but just trying to fucking get closer to this person and hoping some of their fucking happiness will rub off on their miserable lives. There was a girl... Or a woman that I, that I work with. Yeah. And uh, plenty of, re- like, had a lot of respect for her. She was a really hard worker. Wow, she's a, he's about to diss the fuck out of her. And then <laughs> and then one day she told me about her oils that she was using. <sighs> After that, haven't listened to a fucking goddamn word oh she says. And, and it's not that her work is not good or anything like that, but it's like, like, in my mind, for some reason, I've, I know it's a little fucked up, but it's like just the idea that, that she's, 
she's fallen for this like snake oil bullshit. Yeah. Is like like how it makes me think less of that person. Right. And I just I I you know Absolutely. something I could probably work on, but at yeah. the same time it's stupid. Like it's it's legitimately ridiculous. And uh, we just got fucking sidetracked like a motherfucker. I just want to let you know. That's that's we pretty. That's our about, format. Yeah, yeah. We were talking <laughs> our about how is... people don't normies don't understand how drugs we work. we dude. You know what this is? Fucking every news story and thing that we bring up is fucking bait <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah, we're like we're gonna talk about some weird serious shit, and then we're like, now we gotta get into this meat. <laughs> See, that's why I liked like the small short story format because we could like go into that and just like move on to it when we right. were done, you know. Like rather than trying to like have an entire episode formed around like a specific concept, which Too I bad. do, we're doing it. I like. I I think that we need to, as a group, like be like, all right, every few weeks we're gonna have like Ernest's specialty is he's gonna come in here with these fucking articles and we're gonna, be. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a deep dive into treatment know. specializations like, and shit. I really like this kind of like we go off on like these tangents because it's it's kind of like a. Well, like, whenever I'm in a meeting, like, my share, because it's just, right. like, one thing. And then this thing, like, randomly stray links yeah. over yeah. here to this thing. And it's like, Realistically, though, everybody has something that they want to say. And this, we're literally just fucking pussyfooting around it until we get to what we actually want to say on this podcast. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel like I just, I just enjoy, like, having the conversation you know, it's it's like I think everybody wants to fuck their mom. E- I think we should have pussyfooted around. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What if we traded everyone's mom to the right? What? You know, like I've never seen your mom, like, and I've I don't think I'd fuck your mom. So we're we're the way we're, <laughs> the way we're sitting in a, in a in this you know we're sitting around the microphone. My mom can go to Chris to my right. Chris's mom can go over to Ernest. Can we not talk about, like, I'm worried that my mom would actually listen to what this. What if your family members liked the last post? Ooh. Which one? I don't know. Was it I, Mike? Sounded, no, it was a lady. It was. It a... might have been an aunt or something. Mm-hmm. You got any Oh, aunts? yeah, that's right, my aunt. But I only think she liked that because it had, uh, the boys confessed their sins. <laughs> like, I honestly Is she religious? Yeah, yeah. I honestly didn't think she listened to it. You know what? But it, if... If, She's like, it's she good is, that Chris is out there getting right with the Lord. But uh, yeah. but uh, if while she if donates ten percent of her fucking paycheck to some well, church well, and well, struggles, if to she make is listening to this, uh, love you, Aunt Sheila. You're you're great. Ten out of ten. <laughs> um, ten out of ten would smash. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, Mike! Awesome. Watch my aunt actually listens through this, and it's like, oh my god, like sends me a PM. Like I feel really offended by that. Well, you're, you're like your aunt can be as offended as she wants because um, we're grown ass men. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Like this is I am who not, you are. I this am is, not yeah. the small child that she once knew. Exactly. This is who you are. These are the people you hang out with. We are. We can be very vulgar. And we could be very sweet. My sister listened to this podcast, and, and she made the comment to me this last weekend. She said to to my brother-in-law, oh, I wouldn't listen to it with the kids around. It's vulgar. <laughs> it's vulgar. <laughs> and I was like, all right, sweet. I awesome. mean, yeah, it is. Okay. We haven't, we haven't said anything too bad, though, I think. We did just talk about 
sharing our mothers. Yeah, but I don't think that's the point I'm getting at here. Well, but the, well I guess you know that, what? Let's you just we're gonna plow ahead. Yeah, but that's not vulgar. That's, that's just something that kids wouldn't understand. We could sit here and do a whole episode, episode on eugenics, and you could really listen to it with kids in the car because they don't understand concepts like statistics. But and, like when you start saying passing your mom around <laughs> with your kids in the car, like I don't think they'll they'll sit there and be like, "Mom, yeah, should should we?" Should... <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely not let my son. You know what? We listen, I wouldn't listen to this with my son in the car. But when he gets older, like it'll be cool because he'll be like, "Oh, hey, like he'll find this at, when he's older if it ever goes anywhere. Or if we right. save, you know, it'll be saved on the internet for a while." Bold of you to assume your son's gonna live that long. Oh, he will. He's strong boy. <laughs> strong. <laughs> he's trained. Super strong. He's a strong boy. That's gotten all of his vaccines. <laughs> my, my, exactly. <laughs> he eats his corn. Yeah. My cousin, my, uh, or my At nephew... At least he'll live past two. We know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. My nephew pushed him off of a uh, retaining wall this last weekend, and he got right up and was like, huh. <laughs> and, like, kind of, like, walked in the house. Like, he was, like, crying, but he was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened, yeah. and uh, I have some questions. <laughs> Why like, did I go down like that? Yeah. I was like, did you get hurt? <laughs> no. <laughs> why, you, why are you crying? I don't know. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> You're alive, though, so good Good on you. All right. In 1935, the Oxford Group, a religious... Wait, what? The Keep Oxford going. Group. Oh. A religious movement that believed in self-improvement methods enhanced by spirituality and shared within the community was likely the beginning of 12-step support programs like Alcoholics Anonymous. Narcotics Anonymous may have originated in one of the federal narcotics farms and may have started out as Addicts Anonymous... Uh, that was slow to catch on, but over time gained popularity using AA models and methods of support. Yeah, true. True that, true that. By 1950, the Minnesota model, which is a method of treating chemical dependency by both professional staff and supportive individuals in recovery themselves, had been introduced. The Minnesota model was adopted by the not-for-profit Hazelden, Hazelden Foundation and employed and employed an individual treatment plan that viewed addiction as a treatable disease through education, family involvement, a 28-day residential stay, and the continuing support through AA participation. So really quick, uh, you said Oxford there, right? Yeah, that's what I was wondering um, too. I think it's something different. So, so to anybody who, uh, who doesn't know anything about uh, Narcotics Anonymous, AA, and NA, or all of that, uh, Oxford houses are... Uh, like a group house. Didn't we have this conversation? We might have. Hey guys, let us know down in the comments oh below if we had this conversation. Anyways, but... Like and share if you miss extension. Are you guys ready for this? What? So I just looked up Oxford Group. Yep. Okay, so the, the Oxford Group logo is the same as the Oxford House logo. Bum, bum, bum. So... Oxford House typically comes from the Oxford Group, which is an evangelical Bible study that men intend to hear God's word and learn how to live godly lives. It was founded in 1931 by Dr. Frank B. Buchman, okay. a Lutheran minister, hmm. and uh, its main focus was to promote peace and reconciliation through a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, when I went to treatment, they showed that video of the guy who was older gentleman. It was like a 60 Minutes documentary Yes, in the 90s or some shit, and it showed some guy... And the guy was old, but he wasn't 1930s old. 
and it said that he had started the Oxford House that we know today. And so I'm. A, this has got to be different things, I guess. I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. Um, Hashtag origin story. I'm looking at the Oxford House uh, Q and A. Best hand that for our listeners. That's questions and answers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> thank you for once again insulting our listeners' intelligence. <laughs> Do you Bro. have a Q? Because I got an A. Bro. What? I'm, I just made this Oxford House OC. For our listeners, OC means original <laughs> oh content. God. Oh my god! <laughs> Shut up. Um, I'm not seeing anything here. I'm looking for. Uh, Who started the timer? Vi- Viagra Israeli Army Oxford House. I'm gonna look. Did at you this. just say Viagra Israeli, Israeli Army Oxford House? That sounds uh, scary. And there's literally nothing on this webpage about Viagra. Or Israeli armies. It's just it's just like weird keywords that they were like. What the fuck? Did did anybody start a timer? I did. Oh, in fact, good job. Yes, hell yeah. I learned from our first episode that I need to make sure we have a timer. Okay. So, but I'm not seeing anything about it. So anyway, continue with the. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, so moving on to. Where? Consequences of legislation and laws on drug treatment. <clears throat> the possession and sale of narcotics were further criminalized in 1952 and 1956 with the passage of the Boggs Act. And like the United Boggs? I don't know. It says Boggs. B-O-G-G-S. Boggs. Okay. Boggs Act and the Narcotic Control Act, respectively, which came with high penalties for drug possession and the sale of narcotics. Young people addicted to opioids and particularly heroin became increasingly more prevalent, especially in New York City, location, 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 in the 1950s and fueled the need for juvenile and adolescent drug treatment programs, along with the concept that addiction was indeed a disease. In 1952, New York City opened the Riverside Hospital specifically for adolescents addicted to drugs. Although the programs proved largely ineffective, the facility was not even open for 10 years. And then I guess they closed it because they sucked. Long-term residential options were considered as relapse rates were so high and therapeutic communities were born. The first of which may have been the Sinanon in California in 1958. Fuck California. TCs were, oh, wow, they threw in an acronym. And I already forgot what it was. Therapeutic communities. Therapeutic communities were, and still are today, residential communities where individuals struggling with drug addiction stayed for a long period of time uh, with groups of people of li- with like circumstances. They are self-supporting communities that maintain abstinence through self-help and supportive methods. When they first appeared, therapeutic communities did not allow for any type of ma- mind-altering medications, much in the, in the vein of AA methodology. However, today, therapeutic communities may allow for the use of maintenance medications when necessary. I'm assuming that refers to Suboxone. Yeah, something similar. Or methadone. In the 1960s, methadone was introduced. Yeah. What is Suboxone? It's well, I don't actually I don't really know 100. percent It's uh, it's uh, an know. opiate analog that uh, acts the same way on your brain as uh, other other opiates do, and it's just meant to like replace heroin, like other opiates. It has a high it has a much higher affinity for those receptors in your brain, so it kicks the other ones out and fits in there, so it keeps you from going into withdrawals. Okay, and I've heard, like, sometimes when people take Suboxone that it, like, instantly makes them go through withdrawals. If, some shit. if you still have heroin in your system, 
It can do that, yes. Okay. Because it would be blocking the receptors? Yes. Um, what was it? Um, we can talk about this in a bit, but uh, I do want to talk about, like, Colorado legalizing mushrooms. Psychedelics? Yeah. Yeah, mushrooms. No, they didn't legalize. They decriminalized. Okay, okay. Big, well, big which difference. means what? You just don't get in trouble for having them. Legalization is, man, you can sell it, you can do whatever you right. want with it. This is just like if they find it, they're just like, what, yeah. they flush it? Yeah. And be like, you know, fact, you're not going to jail or anything. They're going to yeah. lock hands around um, you and scream nightmare. Yeah. There's there's probably no, I don't know, I'd, I'd have to look up the law and see exactly like what they did with it, but I just know it is decriminalization. Okay. Um, but in that same vein of, of topic, do you think that the legalization of marijuana was a bad thing or I'm not gonna lie I haven't looked at the numbers and frankly if I did I don't think I would trust them because I don't trust statistics but looking at it okay here's the thing kids are gonna smoke pot right that's that's yeah even if it's uh legal it's just like cigarettes cigarettes are legal but your parents say don't smoke cigarettes they say don't drink alcohol alcohol is legal and they say don't smoke pot yeah. and then you know you want to be cool and you want to disobey your parents so i don't really know how much of an effect well from what i remember reading in washington state specifically younger teens right smoking pot has decreased really because it's not seen as like rebellious it's not i, as I don't cool. know it's I don't like know. not as cool anymore and i yeah. can buy that but uh i i personally don't like i don't think it's I think it's good because it's it's weak it's no one. Well, also, like I feel like it could help medically, and that's one of the things that's like, I don't know. My grandma has terrible back pain, mm-hmm. and she is kind of a pothead. Uh, no, no, okay. she's a, a, quite the opposite. She's very like, if it's legal, it's okay. She believes in the government. Well, she used to. Now she's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. She thinks the VCR is like watching her and shit, and she's probably right. Cool, but well, she no, it's not the VCR because that's old shit, bro. <laughs> it's she... probably the DVD player. You, Jesus Christ, um, you dumb hag. Please don't. I'm sorry. Please I'm don't yell at my mom. grandma. I'm sorry. I Please don't yell at my dad's mom. All right, continue. Continue. She was prescribed all this medication for pain in her back, and until it was legalized. She was, you know, oh, pot's illegal, you know, it'll make it. She wasn't, like, hardcore, like, you know, you know, pot's the devil. Yeah, she's, she's just like, call you know, the police pot's, on you or anything. pot's for, you know, you know, and you gotta find something better to, you know. And, but then she got a CBD pen. And she does that instead of, you know, take a cup full of pills. Yeah, but it's a it's And it's CBD. literally, and it's literally, I feel like, because, just because they said, no, no, this is fine now. Like, you can do this, it's legal. And now, you know, because some yeah. people are like that. They're very by the book. Yeah, There's yeah. people that are very, they almost just, they jerk off to regulations and fucking health codes and city planning codes, fucking C719-B, <laughs> Clause 4. You know, like, yep. And, <laughs> yep, got it. Thanks. So, um, I'm kind of, but I'm kind of excited to see, like, what happens in the next, like, 20 years. Right. To see like what, what the long time benefits, what the long time right, and that's the know. thing is we're in the early stages of of, mm-hmm. of legalization mm-hmm. and decriminalization of these drugs. It's only and been like what four years? Yeah, something like that. Uh, 
2015, 2014, mm-hmm. something like that. It was like 2014. Because I remember like my last year of high school, they just legalized it. And right. I was like, you, got well, you can't do it. <laughs> and then like, oh, what was it? Like your your teachers would be, kids would be like, oh, it's illegal. It's legal now. <laughs> like they teachers, just bring it to school. And teachers were like, but you're not fucking 21, <laughs> you stupid idiot. <laughs> what do you mean I can't have a bug in here, Mrs. Wimmer? That's bullshit. I have rights. <laughs> uh, I just don't like as uh, like weed itself is okay with me like people can smoke pot like like I don't have a problem with it I think it's really good that we're keeping people out of prisons for having weed right yeah. because you know like like but people who ingrain themselves in weed culture right. Should all be fucking stoned to death. Ah, nice. Uh, <laughs> don't even fucking play that off like you didn't have that lineup. It, for it the was. Last it hour. was like it like was there for a second, but <sighs> but uh, but like people should really be like that is not cool. Like that but here's is just, the like thing. They, there's people that do that with everything. There's people that do that with vapes. There's people that do that with basic pick me ass bitch fucking pages out of books that they never read and post the photos online. You know. It's like people will always find a way to make something annoying. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So I feel like that's not even a factor. What's well? Okay. Baking. Here's a, what's give a, me. Give me. I'm, my hobby's baking. Yeah. What's annoying about baking? What is the thing? You're not annoying about that. No, I'm saying like who though? Like what is the annoying thing that bakers could do? constantly be like try this cookie bro try this brownie you know like they bro, would just I constantly just made a fresh loaf yeah. of here's bread. the thing you know what's annoying oh to me my God. when people you just still eat store bread oh my god <laughs> you're missing out honestly Fucking all the nutrients are like sucked out when they vacuum seal the bags and it's hella unhealthy for you to eat yeah, bro. bro have you tried the, the different strains of these cookies bro, <laughs> bro. I, I call this one alaskan thundermint <laughs> <laughs> and this one's white chocolate get fucked man Academia, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, bro. The whiter your bread, the quicker you're just dead. Imagine, you know that, bro, right? Just people that would insert people insert things in a conversation. That's really the basic. It's not necessarily that the topics are annoying. It's that the way that people do them are annoying. So, so you're having a conversation and somebody just fucking yeah, I just baked a fucking seven layer cake yesterday. No I biggie. used condensed milk. Man, I'm telling like, you, it made it so moist while you're trying to tell your friend like, yeah, dude, I think my parents are going to get a divorce, man. You know, and they just maybe, maybe that person is trying to help you get a cake to get over it. Yeah, true, but that's just how they could be annoying with baking. You can be annoying with anything. You can weaponize. Yeah, anything. I could. I could go but over not... to anybody in the program, right, and be like, "I have a fucking podcast. Bro. You should listen to <laughs> yes, this podcast. Yes, you could, bro. It's fire. It's lit as hell. Me, Ernest, Steven talking about mad drug shit I... and how we recovering for an hour." I've told a couple Every, people about yeah. it. Like, and you know, but, but statistically, saying, one like, of those people is probably like, oh, he's a fucking podcast guy now. Like, yeah. The but guy like, thinks I'm he's saying, fucking Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, More if like you Mo were to Rogan. bring it up, yeah. every conversation yeah. kind of thing, like, now your life is this podcast. It's exactly. people whose identities are wrapped yes, up in their thing. Perfect. Yeah. It's like, like, you are... Like, People that are devoid of their own personality, so they literally just are a thing. Yeah. Whatever they're like, that's what they are. Yeah, it's it's it's. Oh, I, I smoke weed, so I'm gonna jump a hundred. Like like when people do that on weed, like yeah. bro, I just tried this six strain. Bro, you take dabs, bro. Yeah, Dude. I I switched from gold metal to. <laughs> 
to the other kind of flour, you know? Like, <laughs> I got a whole wheat flour. Yeah, I get it. So. Crumble. Bro, oh my try God. this fire-ass flaxseed, bro. <laughs> you want to make the best protein peanut butter shake you could ever have, dude? What See, would be the worst Bro, I used people? to have anxiety, but that, CBD. That is, I feel like that's a wait, personal thing. Wait, what for you, what for you I'm, personally? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I missed that. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> what would be the worst kind of people to do that kind of thing? Like, whose hobby would is be the, the most worst? Annoying. Um... I'm going RC planes. <laughs> like R- people who do like RC boats and planes and cars. Bro, and shit. I'm convinced those people don't even exist. Uh, they do. I've, I swear I've seen. I've I see RC boats at the river. Here's the thing: they used to have that RC fucking racetrack for cars over at Eastmont Park. Right. They, they did every year or some shit. Was it like a velodrome for RC cars? What is a velodrome? Like it's you know the like okay it's a racetrack yeah it's a racetrack that's like sideways oh it's no. slanted well they just have like jumps and stuff yeah and, like, it's just a track oh yeah there's they... one in Kashmir uh, I I believe that but I but I saw you know people will go there with their RC cars and I was like that's a thing that's fucking weird like they have and after gas they got rid of it, RC cars yeah and I thought that was ridiculous like, yeah there's a whole ass, there's a whole ass gas motor in this fucking car that and I, they're expensive and I go put in a backpack and yeah. And it's like um, their hobby, and it's like ever since I got rid of that, I've never seen those people again. Let's see. What what's a? Go ahead, Chris. Um, what was the question? Carpenters. <laughs> carpenters? Not, not 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 like like building house carpenters, like guys who make oh desks and shit. Carpenters. Just like as a hobby? No, like that's what they do. That's their life. That's everything they fucking. Breathe. That's I their like identity that. is wrapped up in carpentry. I like that yeah, yeah, because it's, it's it's like a two part. It's like yes, there's the annoying hobby, but then it's also they're trying very hard to convince you that they're macho. Then they work with their mm. hands and they're just salt of the earth, motherfuckers. That's another pet peeve of mine is people people who think that being a man or like their manhood is tied directly to like what they to do. like what they do and like and shit like that. And it's just like mm-hmm. like, like I I am a. I work at the trade tracks, and I, you know, do do big lifts. Big trains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do a big lift of train stuff, <laughs> and, and I am beef. Yeah, dude, one of my best friends is, like, is like this skinny little white kid, like, fucking, like, plays computer video games, and he just, you know, he's not, you don't look at him and think, like, now that's a manly right, man, right? right? And he works for the fucking, he works for BNSF, and he's like, like, if he can do it, the fact that you makes it not are, cool. Yeah, anymore. you are trying to like pawn off working at BNSF as being like the manliest thing you could do, makes it not look so good on you because like he's doing it, he's loving it, he's doing a good job. Right. Truck so. drivers, fuck truck drivers, because they're manliness or because it's a bad hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Balls. No, I mean, uh, oh sorry, truckers. Truckers, okay. truckers and motorcycles. Really, anybody that's like, oh, look at this automobile, and it's like, cool. Like, why well, went to driver's ed when I was sixteen? You know how to drive too? Fucking sick, bro. I don't know. I met like when you're a trucker, and that's just your work, right? Yeah, if it's just your job, that's fine. Really, it, I met it, some dope ass fucking like truckers. Oh yeah, but, but it's when when you truck- used to work at that gas station. No, like the circus. Hole? Oh. Circus had. We'd have two big fucking trucks, and we'd have to have truck big drivers. Big trucks? 
Oh, it's it's like if that truck driver is wearing a T-shirt outside of his job that says "truck drivers do it in overdrive" or oh, something. Jesus that Christ. that is when you've crossed the line. Really, those okay? We've all seen those Facebook bait clicks where it's like. Uh, I'm a Sorel. I can't keep calm. My blood, I bleed metal in these. Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it just basically that. They target all. you with a shirt and the printed yeah. on the shirt, yeah. That, any of those. I'll be right back. Oh, proud, like, I'm not fucking diss my own mom, but, like, proud mom of a Marine. And it's just like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get, I those drive me nuts, too. Yeah. Like, proud parent of yeah. an honor roll student. It's like, cool. Fuck. Congratulations! You made your child so yeah. afraid of you that he won't do his. <laughs> not do his I'm sure that as soon as they leave the house, they'll return surely to take care of you in your old age and yeah. won't abandon you and to a nursing bad. home to get punched by an ex-con while he fucking takes your prescription. I, I was gonna ask though, what what is a hobby that you can have that just screams like I'm wealthy as fuck? Anything with horses. Horses, yeah, that's a big one. Boats. Equestrian bullshit. Boating, yeah. Um, not just boating, but like sailing. Because <sighs> I think anyone can go. Now, and not get a only boat do you have to have a boat, but now you have to be near the ocean. Yeah. Now you have to live on a coastal. You, you have to have enough time on your on your wealthy free hands to know how to to learn how to drive or sail a boat. Right. I feel like it's a pretty big one. Conversely, what's the common man's hobby? Motorcycles is a big one. Magic the Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> Magic the Gathering, yeah. That's that's not that's like an expensive hobby that poor people do. Yeah, that's, that's a hobby that people ruin their lives with financially yeah. because they I've heard about people getting divorced based on the cost of cards. Like cuz I mean, I believe that there's a, a thing as uh, financial infidelity. Where people, right. people you're can, you're putting these hobbies ahead of the welfare of your family. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like I believe that can totally be a thing. Absolutely. I don't know. I feel like people who collect watches, like that's an expensive man's I'm hobby. Never, I've never really seen that. Like that expensive watches, though. Like you're I collecting mean, those. I mean, I don't doubt it, and that would definitely be fucking expensive. But I don't know. I mean, other than that, boating in horses, cars, car collecting. It depends on the type of car. You could be poor. Is, is you collecting could... considered a hobby, though? I, I would say so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, there, there's really like not a like outside of like the horses. Here's um, the thing. Maybe there is, but we just don't know because we're poor. Poor. Yeah, we're poor. Like, they're fun. they're so elite. We don't even get to know that these hobbies exist. Like um, horseback polo. That exists. Yeah, That's a real I've thing. never, I've never, even I've seen never that seen in real yeah. life. No, like, <laughs> no, I've, I've actually, I've only seen three pictures of it. You know, and yeah. I'm pretty sure all of them were like a commercial for a perfume yeah. or a, whatever, a fucking guy, uh, cologne. Ralph Lauren. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I mean, like, like my my grandpa, for example, like my grandma and grandpa are, are pretty well off. You yeah, know, they did pretty well for themselves, and and uh, my grandpa's hobby is like genealogy and like looking into like like a couple summers ago like that's he was all about looking at our past like our family's genetic bloodline yeah i don't you know like okay a little weird but Um, like cool hobby nonetheless like i'm kind of i'm just gonna go out take a shot in the dark on a limb here and say only white people ever do ancestry.com just to find out if they're black like just a little bit I mean, there has to be a percentile of that, of that yes. Like, but I'm just saying, 
Do you guys remember that one chick who was like white as hell? And she's like, I I have like four percent black in me, and so she was like, so that means I'm black. Right. And it was just like I do remember. A little bit. I don't remember any names, but I just remember hearing about that. There was always a picture, and it's, you know, yeah. her picture, and then something, like, derogatory. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, yeah. The, I, I asked the question while you were in the bathroom. I said, what is a hobby that just fucking screams that you're, like, I'm wealthy? That only wealthy people do. Golf. Fuck, that's a good one. I don't know. There is there, poor there's, man's there's golf. Poor man's I, I think golf, but if you do it often, you're wealthy. I think I think golf is like middle income mm. plus like because I think low income you can go golfing yeah. absolutely but does, you're not gonna do does, it often. Does miniature golf count? No, I've done that for free. I love mini golf. Yeah, me too. We should go. We really oh. should. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's see. What's a what's another good one? But um, yeah, golf golf is a good one. But I do think that it can be done by poor people. But I think that the stuff the range to get of what good you do, at it. Right, you'd, yeah. you'd probably um, the range of play in real life. Yeah, the range <laughs> of equipment that you can buy either goes from like I, I've got one. Traveling. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Like that the hurt. the people who sit there and like Instagram oh. posts like I'm in Bollywood. You know what? Here's the thing. Bollywood. <laughs> if you if you ever go to the following countries: Romania, Spain, Portugal. Yugoslavia, Japan, because those are like that means you've been everywhere, like to a point to where you're like, okay, let's just go to one of these fucking jerk off countries because those are barely real places. Yeah, you, people go to France, makes sense. Shit. Go to Germany, sure. Go somewhere in Africa, that's crazy, awesome. Japan, Japan, Japan yeah. People go to China, and then those that's like top tier traveling. But that's, but that's like where see where I, like I if I had the money to go anywhere I'd want to go, I would go to those weird places. We know. Because I don't. Because like, you're a hipster. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. God damn. Okay, granddad. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> go put on your fucking blues records and go read your go read your dailies. Vinyl collecting. Vinyl record collecting. That's a. I think that's a poor man's thing now. Um, I think. Yeah, point, actually, now it's it is more accessible. I think I think being more of an audiophile can be expensive, where rather than like where just, you're where you're listening for the quality. Bro, like, you I know yourself you. a pair of like thousand dollar headphones so everything's crisp as hell i know yeah. i know you've heard captain beefheart but have you ever really listened to it <laughs> <laughs> ow um so yeah let's just would you say where would you go if you had if you could travel where like what's your top tier like what, anywhere where do you i go? wanted to let's uh, go with top three fuck it dude like top three places Shit, I would want to go to, uh, like Chile. I think Chile would be cool. I want to go to somewhere really fucking dangerous. Yeah, like I, I want to go like Middle East, like bad Middle just, East. Just go to Syria. <laughs> Syria, yeah, Syria. Um, I like I want to go somewhere that I, like I could just disappear into, where like they don't have like this kind of social structure to like be able right. to find me. Yeah, they like, don't have the infrastructure in place where like you could get away yeah. with murder. Like I'd, I'd want. I like hear a, what you're saying. I'd want like a five year long vacation where I would just be and able I come to just, back like, with just fucking thousand yards there. Like, when did you get back from Romania? You're like a couple of days ago. And they're just like you seem different. You're like nothing. Romania happened. is rough. Romania is rough. <laughs> <laughs> But like, yeah, I feel like that would be that would be like one of those places I'd want to go. Just somewhere where it's just like, 
like dangerous. Rio, There's an element like, of like, like a favela in Rio or yeah. something like that. Like that's where I'd want to go. Is it is it favela? Favela. I don't know. Favela. We, favela. This is something we would refer to you. Be like, hey, we have a question. Let's find out. Favela. <laughs> what about you, Chris? <laughs> Japan, France, Egypt. See, that's respectable. Why do you want to go to Egypt? Because I want to fucking see giant <laughs> fucking like, triangles, like, bro. <laughs> we already know why you want to go to Japan. You go, oh, he just wants his anime titties. <laughs> <laughs> what about France? Why do you want to go to France? I don't know. I, I think it would be, like... I don't think France is, like, a dangerous place, but it's just weird. Like, it's different, right? Right. I want something that's, like, kind of close to what we have here, but just enough to be, like... This is new, right? right? Refreshing, different. And I don't want to go to Egypt because deserts. Favela? Favela. I really want to go, like... To Egypt because... So, the Sahara Desert, right? Sure. Um, I want to do one of those things where it's like you, you get fucking cardboard and you, like, snowboard down the sand. Oh, that would uh, be so sand like, surfing. Uh, yeah. I appreciate yeah. you do that in Washington, though. Yeah, yeah but... Uh, <laughs> but now there's a cooler background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now, now, can, now, the yeah, now there's giant fucking triangles. <laughs> I've... I mean, if I could get away with anything, I'd fucking climb that shit. I, I, Egypt, I think, would be fun. I, personally, like, I kind of really enjoy, like, a lot of, like, the people over there. Like, I've, like, I've met people who have come from, like, the Middle East and stuff like that who have come over here, and I kind of really enjoy, like, the way that, uh, they just are. Like, some of the people are just, like, cranky and angry, and, like, they don't have to be polite and, like, that's the way I feel like I am a lot of the times is, like, like, I don't, like, like, I'm not, I'm not the guy who's going to change my, like, like, my crazy fucking bindi Hindu music or whatever in my car because somebody wants me to, like, I'm, yeah. all, I'm like, if you would be a really annoying Mexican is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be <laughs> you would be that guy yeah. that you know, like, makes grandpa say the B word. Yeah. I, I'm the kind of person, like, I reach in front of people at grocery stores to get what I want off the shelf without saying excuse me. Not because, like, I don't think that they don't deserve an excuse me, but I know what I want. You've been looking at the mac and cheese fucking for 45 seconds, and that is way too long for you to decide what kind of mac and cheese you want. Like, I'm just getting in there to get the box that I need, that I've known I need since I left the fucking house. I have an entire list in my head, and I'm not going to sit here and wait for a couple of old people who don't fucking know what they want at a goddamn grocery store. Like, it's a simple fucking thing. You just go to the grocery store, and you pick out the things that you want off the shelf, and you don't stand in front of the people having to do their work there. Remember when I was saying earlier that you always have something you want to say on the podcast? <laughs> that was that, was that what it is? You did your big cummy on the podcast. Uh, Does it feel, feel good? good. Uh, feel good. Oh. So, obviously, what happened at work today? <laughs> no, it's every day. People, yeah. like, like, I mean, I stock shelves for right. a living. So, okay, could you admit that you're biased because you know where everything is because it's literally your job to put it there you obvious motherfucker no i just know i just know what i like like i don't ever go like i very rarely go to a store without knowing what i want and when when i get there it's usually like i know exactly what aisles i need to go down 
even at stores that I don't work at, I know like what I need and I'm not gonna like sit there and debate for longer than 10 seconds over what I want on a shelf. You oh. sound like you're 45, but not a boomer. I'm not like, I'm not gonna <laughs> walk up and down the aisles. Like, I'm not gonna like look at one TV dinner and then go to a completely different brand further on down the aisle and debate over the cost and price because I already know that I'm going to spend the money on the fucking lean cuisine mac and cheese. I don't need to go look at the hungry man mac and cheese because I know what I like, I know my price range, and I know what I want to spend. Like, bro, I haven't gone. I don't to give the a fuck about sales at all. Like, yeah, I love shopping. I love hanging out at grocery okay, stores. Honest so, to God, so I, Walmart. My... I like that with Walmart. I don't yeah. know why, but so that's like the complete. Like, I can I can sit around like fuck around in like a a super center, right? Right. That's not food. Right. But if I go to a store to buy food, I will, like, for the specific reason of, like, I need to buy food for myself for this month, I will freak the fuck out because I've never gone into a store and actually gotten food for the month. It's always been, like, well, I could get pizza pockets <laughs> and and spaghetti then do and mac it. and cheese. Then make right? that decision for yourself as a human being. Sit here and say, I'm going to be the kind of person who I'm going to buy myself dinner on a daily basis. I'm going to only shop for myself for two or three days in advance so you know what you want before you go in. That way you're not having to walk up and down aisles. And you're not having to make these big decisions. Like <laughs> These I, on big the first, decisions. On the first of the month, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to want to eat on the 30th of the month. Okay. I'm going to spend as much money as I can possibly stand to afford for a couple weeks. And I know typically what I'm going to eat within those couple of weeks. I know I'm going to get some ground beef. I know I'm going to get some noodles. I know I'm going to get some microwavable and oven shit because I don't always want to cook. You're the reason why I don't go to aisles that there are any people. <laughs> just Steve behind I, you just I, tapping his foot like Yeah, it's I, all it's I, all noodles, I go, but. To, I go to aisles, right? And I if there's more than like three people, I will walk through the aisle and go to a different one and come back for what and I when need. When they're gone. Either. Are they gone? I need that angel hair pasta. Like I I am bad with people, right? Right. Me and Ernest were at the fucking <laughs> safe way today. <laughs> In, in just one word, like, one kind of, like, off-guard remark, right, got me to the point where I was like, I need to leave the situation. <laughs> we, were at the, we were at the Coinstar. Yeah, he said you did something weird. Uh, we were at the Coinstar, and there was uh, this cute girl in front of us, and she, I saw her balance, like, how many coins she had deposited, mm -hmm. and it was, like, 70 bucks. And she's cute, and she's small, and she's frail. And I was like, dude, we could rob her. <laughs> did you he say it out loud? loud. Yeah. But I didn't say it at her. I wasn't was rude like, about it. I wasn't like, we could fucking rob you. I was like, dude, we could but rob But she her. still heard you? I don't know, maybe. I, I almost guarantee that I think she he's did. paranoid. I don't think she I did. am paranoid, okay? Fuck off. I don't think she heard us. I'm pretty sure she heard you. So, is that... But even if she did, we talked with her on the way out, and we didn't even rob her. So, you know, even if she was like, "These guys are gonna rob me," she was ple pleasantly surprised. I okay. So, but that that's is that like, like my H uh, or what was it? My my AIDS needle concept, or like oh, yeah, go around we, stabbing people with the needle and telling them they have HIV. Oh yeah, no, and then like it's like kinda. used AIDS, ne AIDS needle that you reach into a like a bucket and you're like. Same concept, yeah, not as deliberate. I didn't do it deliberately. I just noticed that because I needed money, and I was like, we could rob her. It was just an observation. It wasn't like, let's rob her. It wasn't a plan. I didn't have duct tape ready to go. I don't think normal people like think like, oh, this person's got enough money that they're worth robbing. 
Normal people I don't get think so. That. I do actually she didn't have like three hundred dollars. I wasn't gonna risk it for that. Every time I'm behind somebody in ATM, I look around and it's like, could I? Yeah. You know, not that I'm going to, but could I right now? If I had a stapler or something that sounded like a gun, you know. One of the people, like one of the people that I, I hung out with in active addiction, like him and I seriously considered strong arm robbery at one point like, <laughs> like, like i am not even kidding like at an atm here's the thing though dude it's, it's i feel like it's a lot of the same content like, like why do you want to go to a dangerous country it's just so, because it's a fucking rush man so that's yeah, that's yeah. the thing i would love to I rob am, somebody i want to go to I a country where it's illegal to scenarios where i've gone and i've car proud because i don't have to deal with the thought of like like i've gone with other people to do right. it right i don't have to deal with the thought of like oh maybe like, I don't have to deal with the thought of going up to somebody and being like, give me your fucking money, right? right? You don't it's deal well just, with person-to-person confrontation. Yeah, I can... I but can, you can steal from their car because they're not there. Yeah. I stole matches out of a car once. I stole... Well, I didn't steal it. But a friend of mine stole, like, either... I know it was over 100. I can't remember if it was 300 or just 100. What? Dollars. How much he stole? Oh. Out of a car. Someone was gonna hear um, this and they're gonna know. You know <laughs> like, coming I knew after it. you. <laughs> um, I doubt it because uh, it was in a it was in like a a rich man neighborhood. I'm Nobody also, rich people fucking do drugs. I'm also <laughs> going to uh, before we post this check out what the uh, statute of limitations is on <laughs> car prowling, and I might bleep some of this for um, you. <laughs> um, because it, I can't get in trouble for thinking about strong arm robbery, but you just admitted to being an accomplice for car prowling. <laughs> well, I mean, one second. Yeah, weren't we supposed to set a disclaimer? Yeah, we will eventually, but oh, we, I just found after it's car. too late. Yeah. <laughs> um, What are you looking for? The time? Okay, we, so five... An hour and five minutes. Yeah. So just uh, bleep out the last three minutes of yeah. the whole thing. Okay, perfect. I'm okay. not doing that. So, I, you know, I, I think it's about time to wrap it up today. It's getting late. We're probably gonna, I'm probably going to hear about it from my landlord. But uh, we know, just want to tell her to give it a listen. Appreciate I'm, or Yeah, I fucked that. What's your uh, name? What's my landlord's name? Do you guys know? Eugene. God, why can't I think of it right Gerald. Now? No, it's not Linda. Uh, Statue of Limitation on Robbery. That's definitely not his name. That's too long. Yeah, that's a long name. Snakebite. <laughs> yeah, but uh, dear Snakebite, I'm sorry if we're being loud in my apartment. Ten years for latency, bribery, embezzlement, extortion, ten years? antitrust, violation, racketeering, seven years for water pollution, three years for felonies. Uh, no statute of limitations. Ten for years for crime. larceny, and you get three for a felony. That's the statute of limitations. Wow. Wait, cooked. That, yeah. All right. I think that is. We need. We need to okay. wrap this up. Okay. So tell your mom you love her. Yes. Uh, okay, mom. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, uh, don't believe a word they said about swapping moms. That's not wow. true. We're do doing you, it. Do We're absolutely that? doing it. My mom would not fuck either of you, and I hope you fucking know that, because she has standards. <laughs> Okay, so thank you, uh, everyone who's listened, and uh, I love you. Yes, Ernest loves you. We're looking for a little bit of feedback as far as you know. We're in the third episode. We'd like to hear some opinions. Uh, If anyone actually gets through any of these, it would be great to hear. Just you know, your thoughts, your ideas, suggestions, whether or not you hate everything that we're. If you do appreciate the listen, it it's like it's nice to actually talk to to people. 
you know, that we don't see face-to-face, because I don't like talking to people. Um, anyways, that's all I have. Do you guys got anything? If Moonface is listening, we weren't really going to rob you, and I love you. Bye. Uh, okay. Please call no, me. Yeah. My number is 867 Oh, my God, no, shut up. I, that's not you, my actual number. Okay, good. But we're we're also going to be doing a few interviews with people, and we're probably going to be posting them or adding them to the end of oh, these. Oh, yeah, we might or, do a live stream, too, right? Or, or set, yeah, we might, we might live stream a couple of these episodes. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but... We'll, anyway, we'll just live stream over video game. Okay. Play. Yeah. We'll no, G-Mod. I was just calling to check in. G-Mod. Okay. Yep. Hey, thank you, mom. Yep. Love you. Okay. Have a good love day, you. Mom. Bye. Okay. Bye.